Welcome back to the Mailland. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from the Lodge in Austin, Texas. Here with my co-host, Sally Young. Sally, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Uh, Pretty good. You may notice, I didn't talk about this beforehand, that my skin is quite greasy. I did notice, yeah. Thanks for not saying anything. Uh, my skin is so dry right now, and I couldn't... I couldn't handle it this morning, so I just slathered Laleda all over my face. So it slathered. looks like I just oiled up my face, which is essentially what I did. Okay. So non-spawn, Laleda is the bond. But any any type wow. of like really wow. thick cream or like oil, and not that I don't want to dress up for y'all, but i got to get the skin back on, on lock. Because the heater and stuff going on and off is drying out my skin. Do what you got to do. I know yeah. you're, you're putting in time on the new Peloton you got. I get the updates on my watch. Yeah, I did it at 10 last night. Yeah. yeah you put oh, work. I thought last night was going to be a no workout day or yesterday. And then I watched The Bachelor and I was like, you know what? I got to get keep this body tight. Like what's the contestants. A, what's a no workout day? Where I just don't day work that out. you don't work out? Oh, never heard of it. A recovery day? Couldn't be maybe? me. Dave? Dave, I think Dave's trying to say he's putting in work at the gym right now. You've got to let uh-huh. your muscles recover. You have to. I see Dave putting in work. I've been on the bike more than I've ever been on the bike. Yesterday was probably the most intense workout day I've had in uh, a very long time. I went way. T- I went like too hard. My body today yeah, is I like, almost, dude, I almost said chill. something, but maybe I should have. I had a very intense workout that lasted way too long, and then I decided to do 100 floors on the stair climber. I don't know why. I did it. Anyway. I don't have the self-motivation to just go work out at a gym. I just don't. It it takes some uh, some forcing yourself to do it for a little bit. Until Even it becomes... on the Peloton when they're like, up your resistance. I'm like, eh. I'm eh. good here. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm trying to do sauna four days a week now. Nice. So I'll use my, my off days. I'll go ride the bike. Just kind of at a, you know, get the, eight, the BPMs up. I do the sauna because I enjoy the sauna. I don't is really know. Is it an infrared sauna or is it really, just a regular just sauna? Just a regular. I don't really know what it does for me, though. My sister and her husband, talking about Natalie and Curtis, they're always up on the health trends, like always. And they sent us pictures the other night. Curtis was laying in a sleeping bag that was an infrared sauna. That like They used to have an infrared sauna in their house, but then when they moved, they didn't have room for it anymore, so it's now at my parents' house. Okay. Who never use it, and I wish that I could have it. But so they got the sleeping bag thing where he gets in and zips himself up and it's an infrared sauna. Okay. And then she had one of those, I think Neutrogena makes these, but it was not Neutrogena, like this light mask that makes her look like she's like one of those Jabberwocky dancers or like one Freddie or Jason. I don't know which one wore the ski mask, but like that. And it just like blares different lights at you and each light color of the spectrum is supposed to like do different stuff to your skin. I didn't know they fucked with that. Oh, and well, they've got to those. Talk to him about. They Jeez. they need to like I Will and I were joking that we need to send Will over there and have him try out every every like thing they have because they have those leg squeezers. I mean, these are like we use these in the hospitals. They're called sequential compression devices. They it, it's their whole leg from like thigh to ankle, and it just squeezes really tight and uh, then lets go. You know, I've it seen helps those, with circulation. Yeah. Surprised they don't have a hyperbaric chamber yet. Uh, I mean, I think pricey. they're pretty expensive. Yeah. I would know because I did one. Um, and that's how I met, so, somewhat met Blake Griffin. So just, my mom has my mom has one at the ranch because for her Lyme disease, uh-huh. she uses it every day for an hour. They're great. I would just go awesome. to this place and then watch Netflix through the little chamber. Must be good for uh, coming back from injury recovery. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oxygenates the blood. Yeah, I would definitely try it. There's a little place I go to where I, when I cryo, they have everything now. They've got like. All the stuff that Sally just talked about. They've got the sleeve, the compression sleeves that squeeze. They have, you can even do like body part cryo. Like if you just want to cryo your face or your arm, you can I, just do, do that. Do they let you cryo your face? Hmm? Do they let you cryo your face? Yeah, it, I think they do. Because when I did it, my head always would have to stick out, you know? Yeah, I think it has something to do with like what they're using for it. Like if it's nitrogen or. Yeah. Because I know you're not supposed to, one of them you're not supposed to breathe. Well, you know, somebody. Of died that way because they were in it by themselves they left her in right well there was a story about a girl or somebody who got in by herself 
Which is why you always have to have the person in there with you, like watching you, you know? Oh, yeah. But she pressed the button, got in by herself, and then dropped something or something or got faint or whatever and passed out and no one was there to, like, turn it off. Oh, no. So she literally cried herself to death. So warning, guys. Yikes. Be careful. Antonio Brown cried his feet off. Yeah, that's one thing that I, I'm not too anxious to try because it, it just seems too dangerous, like too risky. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cry the herself the thing death. about all these med spas is that, one, we don't really know how much of the technology actually works. Like, we have, like, preliminary data, but, like, years and years and years later, do we know that cryo is really helping people? We're not positive, but we think it does. So... There's all these different techniques. We're not positive that any of them work. But then also if you're going and you're not, there's not like a medical director who's a doctor who's overseeing some of this stuff. It can be a little sketchy. So just this, like check your license. This joint has nurses now. And yeah. You can go get like IV drips. Yeah. They're expensive though. Yeah. It's good to have someone who's medically trained. God forbid something happen. Right. And they right. need some like life support. The sauna. Stick with the sauna. Sauna is proven. Like sauna, sauna is, is proven. What does, it do, what does it do for you? So, oh, yeah. like, reduces your risk of Alzheimer's by, like, I think 70 or 65%. Oh, shit. Cardiovascular health, heart health. Like, oh, people oh. who use sauna multiple multiple times a week have, like, longer lives. Can you over-sauna? Like, I, I do it pretty I do it, like, five times a week. That's probably fine. If you fun. could you over-sauna, then we would be basically at risk living in Texas. Good point. Fair. Fair. It's like 180 in there, right? Yeah. It's hot, man. It's hot. It's not that. I've been in there when some guy rigged it to where it got to like 200. That was, I did about six minutes. Pretty unbearable. Yeah. But yeah. I'm more of a steam room girl myself. I like a steam. But we do that on the other podcast. I steamed this morning, yeah, actually. It was nice. I like to make the joke when I'm in there. Man, it's so humid in here. It's a great joke. Lands every time. It does. People get a kick out of it. Anyway, we're here to do the mail-in, folks, okay? Uh, we have a hotline number, 888-362-MAIL. That's M-A-I-L, 888-362-6245. You can write in if you'd prefer on our fancy new website, watchmedia.com. There's a link in the Twitter bio, at Mail-In Podcast. It'll take you directly to the Mail-In page. Uh, you can leave your, your name and handle if you want, and then drop a little question for us. And if it's compelling enough, we will answer it right here on this podcast. Wow. You guys ready to get into it? Yes, right. I have, let's see, I think eight questions today, uh, three of which are voicemails. Dave, let's get into it. Oh, wait, the first one's a voicemail. God. That's on me. Let me delete that. That's on me, dog. It is on let's you. Let's go. I thought it was interesting. I don't have a question. By the way, it's Taylor from Florida. But, David, man, you got to turn that dang beat down. It's like, you can't, got to stop letting it ride so dang long. Damn near road for two minutes. Can't even hear them. You know, the ladies have a little soft voices. I can't understand them. The dang beat was so loud. But other than that, I loved it. What's your deal with the beat, Dave? Sorry, man. It's a Dave joint. I'm going to let her ride. Look, you give Dave a, a full cup of coffee and turn him loose on the soundboard, there's no telling what's going to happen. He'll just go wild with it. It was a little bit loud on the uh, Ladies Tell All podcast from a couple weeks back. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I, to be fair, it's fine. We're I'm gonna pretty loud, though. I'm going to live with it. He said that we were quiet. I don't think that he's gotten into, like, argument or gotten to the part where, like, Lily, Alyssa, and I are all arguing over each other in the same tone of voice. Look, Lily was very, she was very loud at times on this pod. <laughs> a good artist will have their own little signature move on everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know when it's a Travis Scott joint because he'll he'll say like it's lit in the background like a hundred times mm-hmm. you know it's a dave joint when you when the beat's red yeah so i'm gonna live with it if you can't hear a little bit of the first couple of minutes didn't we oh, let well. the beat ride for way too long when y'all recorded in breakfast about six minutes it was yeah that was accidental we didn't have the uh as we were talking about the death of kobe bryant we did yeah. <laughs> we didn't have the the headphones hooked up to it so we couldn't hear the the beat through them this is what, how we usually know right you know, when there's so music it was just playing. going the whole time, like it was in going, memoriam. For I think Kobe. it was uh, like a five minute or three minutes, something like that. But yeah, you got to think Kobe might have wanted that. Kobe didn't mind. I think I think so. Kobe yeah. wouldn't have minded. It made it more memorable. R.I.P. Kobe. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I think I did better this week. 
And last week, I'm not. I'm not going to. You do you ask player. You to, I'm not going to ask you to change it all day. And I, you know what? I'll go ahead and apologize to absolutely no one. Wow. Yeah. Hey, um, is Sally's mic turned up? She's mic four, right? Correct, I'm mic four. One, Can one, you hear two, me? Okay, you're right. You just scared the shit out of me. No, I scared the shit out of myself. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Sitting in a different spot. Pull this Pull back week. the curtain a little bit. Well, see, seeing one of those knobs down. It's just a little. It is jarring. It is jarring. There's, yeah, you, there's never been someone not sitting in three. I got scared. That's okay. You know what doesn't scare me? Is it movement? Actually, they do scare me and how dope their shades are. Dope shades, dope watches, and at a ridiculously at a scary low price. At a will. scary low price. Talk about a you know one of our all time favorite underdog success stories. Movement watches and shades, all that man. They're founded on the belief that style should not break the bank. They've sold almost 2 million watches worldwide by bringing quality designs at fair prices. Yeah, I would say that they're very fair. I believe they start at like $95, right? There's, the, the prices are so fair, you feel like you're, you're cheating the system a little bit. I don't you understand I mean? how they're making money on the deal, but that's either. not for me to ask. Right. Um, I prefer, like, okay, with the shades, I love the tortoise shades. Those are tight. Yes. The classic, those the men's, the rectangle stable. ones. Those are phenomenal. Um. Dude, the blue light shade, or not, I guess they're not shades, they're just blue light glasses. Sally, I know you've been rocking those. I have been rocking those, protecting my my eyes. They, yeah. they don't even have like the yellowy tint no. that a lot of these have. You they're know? tasteful. They look like regular glasses, which is cool. Did you know that they just dropped their first ever automatic watch, the Arc Automatic? Did you know that? No, I, I know now. And also, I can't get enough of their 1960s American muscle car-inspired Black top collection. I love American muscle. You always say that. Uh, I just, it's one of my favorite things. Combines muscle and America. Yeah. I mean, how can yeah. you go wrong? Uh, right now, we Dylan. We code for these people, don't we? 15% off today with free shipping and free returns. Go to movement.com slash mail-in. M-V-M-T.com slash mail-in. That's going to get you 15% off, okay? Can't beat that. Again, the watches start at like $95. You're looking at like $400 for the same quality from a traditional brand. So go check it out. Give them a shot to earn your business. Movement.com slash mail-in. Join the movement. I'm going to extend the offer that I extended for a different uh, advertiser on our podcast that if okay. you make an order and screenshot it to me, I will send you a picture of Rosie. Oh, wow. Wow. That's so, a bonus Rosie picture. Rosie with is every a huge order. movement fan. I tried to stick my blue light blockers on her one time for a cute, nerdy dog pick, and she did not appreciate it. But What's the, What is their deal? It's like they don't like having glasses. It's like on. Rosie doesn't want to protect her eyes. And out of anybody, Rosie like has that weird issue with light. Like She should welcome the blue light blockers. She's big on shadows, right? She loves shadows, so it did not... Anyway, I'll send you a picture of Rosie. Imagine having your own personal picture of Rosie that's not available to the public. It's just right. yours. It's, I've been sending ones that are nowhere, never been released. Unbelievable. That's huge. Let's yeah. do an email. Yeah. Dillman, Sally, and the Flying Dutchman of Dallas. I think that's you. That's me. Wow. If you could eat one terribly unhealthy food or dish for the rest of your life without any consequences, what would it be? This doesn't mean you have to eat it daily. Thanks. So assuming that the calories like don't count, it's just a, f a free meal. Yes. It's, okay. It's not gonna mess up your gut bacteria. Right. Um, for me, it's very easy. It's pizza. I know it's a basic thing. Pizza is bay, of course. Mm -hmm. Very basic answer, but nothing's better than pizza. You're correct, but I'm obviously, obviously going with Matt's famous El Rancho Bob Armstrong dip. Really? Ooh. Yes. Explain to the folks at home what the Bob Armstrong dip is. The Bob dip. Armstrong dip is, from Matt's Famous El Rancho, is queso with guacamole and pico mm. de gallo and ground beef in it that you stir around. Yes. And you enjoy as a group. It's very good, as and I've, I've got a weird take that I think is, I like it better when it's, like, cold. Like it's, at the end of the night, uh, when people are just time. scraping the yeah, bowl, like it clean. hits, it hits way different. Nothing gives me eaters remorse like Bob Armstrong did. Right, but if yeah. you could never have to pay for it, no, I, I, that's why it's. That's a great, part it's of the reason choice. I chose it I because I think they're like pizza. I love, and if I could reap the benefits of never having gained a 
pound from eating pizza, that would be great. But I do not get as much remorse as I do eating pizza as I do eating queso. Yeah. Because too much Bob Armstrong, and then there's nights where I'm like, okay, I just had all this queso. I think I'm going to take it easy and like have a cup of tortilla soup, but I rarely do that. What I normally do is parlay that into smoked chicken enchiladas, double beans, mm. and then I really regret my decisions because that that's just great. like a full two bricks just sitting in your stomach, you know? And with the queso, too, you're, you're probably eating, uh, you know, eight chips and a Matt's chip. Eight is, is a very conservative number. A Matt's for me. chip is half of a <laughs> of tortilla. Of a half of a corn tortilla. So you're talking four full tortillas that you've eaten before your meal even gets there. And and I'm usually eating eight full tortillas. I mean, this tortillas. Is, this is tough because pizza is bay and queso is mood. But for me, what's goals for you? Then? I want to say I'm going to go fried chicken. Okay. Fried chicken? Fried chicken? And I'm going <laughs> to say that includes strips, everything. Any any type of chicken fried. You're a big any, fried chicken guy. You always have been. Pizza makes more sense because there's more times in my life where it's like, hey, order pizzas. Right. You know, so I, that would actually help me out if all the times that I've been like, oh, I shouldn't eat a bunch of pizza because, you know, it, it's unhealthy. I'm going to feel like shit. That happens. That's like monthly. Like, you know, I'm sure we'll order pizza at some point as a company. You know, like tomorrow we're talking about having lunch catered for a meeting. I don't know. We probably won't do pizza. But it might come across the, uh, you know, our minds. For me, fried chicken though, it's my favorite food. We walked by here the other day. One of the uh, offices in this complex was doing like a catered lunch, and it was Chicken Express, and it was just a tub full of strips. It looked incredible. Oh, hell yeah. It smelled so good. Oh, oh my hell god, yeah. I love a tub full of strips. If I could do weekly strips, even like biweekly strips, I would be very happy. Um, I'm surprised no one went with any sweets. Will would have said ice cream probably, right? The dude loves ice cream. He does love ice cream. Like, I'm just, I love sweets when I am craving them, but I'm not always craving sweets. Like, I'm not like, oh my God, I need cake or chocolate. Like, I'm pretty blessed that I've I've never really had much of a sweet tooth, thankfully. I have more, way more of a salty tooth, if that's a thing. Oh, yeah, I do too. Like, give me a bag of Doritos any day. (sighs) Oh, natural cheese or ranch. Ooh. Both. Have you ever dipped a uh, a nacho cheese Dorito in cream cheese? No. It sounds weird. No. It is unbelievable. Wow. It's been, I don't know, 15 years since I've had it because it's just, you know. Can you even do that? Like, I feel like we shouldn't tell people to try that. Is that even <laughs> it's safe? just a heart attack waiting to happen. I don't know, but it's delicious. Um, try it. Oh, okay, I'm like going to do it. Like you stoners out there, get, get a high and try it and it'll, it'll change your life. Oh, they will. I will say this. Valentine's Day is coming up on Friday, and that would be tomorrow for anybody listening on Thursday when this podcast is released. I'm going to be working all day, like all day, late, and we didn't make any reservations because I didn't want to, and I really don't want to come home and cook. I'm kind of hoping Will will take me to Matt's, kind of. Ooh. And I think he's not going to want to go because he put a moratorium on Matt's for like a couple of months. Do you know how many times someone in our group, me included, has put a moratorium on mats and it just it just doesn't get listened to and I we always just go back. I know. I've said it for I've said it multiple times in the last five years and it just it never sticks. I know. Well because the somebody is always craving it. And yeah. then they talk the other like six people who are with us into going. Yeah, you you pretty much went through my entire order. I don't do double beans, I do double rice. But yeah. the smoked chicken enchiladas, I mean they're so good. That that's my favorite thing on the menu. Although I do I do have to shout out their sh- shrimp tacos. Oh, I saw which I tried try last time. They're good. Their shrimp's Did good. Did yours come with a tail on? No. Okay, because when I ordered shrimp fajitas, they came. Did, I was they came to tail on, <laughs> and that was fine. It's just like kind of a pain in the that's ass. A, like they take the detail. tail off. They should. Which I, I think is the point. It's like, hey, we like these are fresh shrimp and not yeah. like frozen. Let me say this about Matt's. If you're open to company on Friday, I know it's Valentine's Day, so you might just want to be alone. Do you want to come on Friday? Uh, The homie and I will join you if you're open to company. No, I I would love for y'all to join us at the Matt's date that I'm currently making. Hopefully, I will be back in town by 7 p.m. The homie is Is my- Is that past the homie's bedtime? What time? 7. No, we could. it's Friday. We'll stay up. Y'all can go a little early. We'll go crazy. And get us a table. Y'all are welcome too, Dave. I don't know what we, your we've got. Plans I'll, are. I'll see. We have a res. We made a couple. Alyssa's really good at making reservations like two months before. Uh huh. And we're we're not necessarily married to the res, so we'll see. Where are you going? 
Uh, I don't really remember. It's it's one of those places where there's so many places in Austin that sound alike. Yeah. It's just it's like one of those all places. like one girl's first name. Exactly. June's, Irene's, like Joanne's. You know what is it like? Bed and table or something. I don't know. <laughs> the homie is bed my Valentine's table. date. How cute is that? That's huge. It's cute. Uh, how's his Valentine going? Uh, well. Friday, of course, is Valentine's Day. Are you Day, going that, to his party? That's when he's delivering his presents, his Valentines to everyone in his class. Mm-hmm. And his little crush is getting like a bonus gift. Whoa. So do, yeah. do they have a party that you attended as well as a no, parent? No, they just they just exchange as a class, I believe. Nice. I think that's how they do it. Yeah, they have a rule that you have to bring one for everyone in class, which is a good rule. Yeah. But he has got some extra special for the, the girl that he's into. Crushing on. I won't share her name here because, you know, she's four and it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for respecting her privacy. Yeah, sure. Uh, let's do the next one, Dave. Guys, how much money should I spend on an engagement ring? I know the common saying is three years salary. <laughs> <laughs> but that seems like a lot. Okay. Either he's doing a bit no, of I think Michael Scott from The Office or he actually thought this. Oh, Because, you know, Michael thing. Scott right. thought it was three <laughs> years as well and he buys that massive yeah, yeah. engagement ring. For Holly, spoiler alert for no one who's seen The Office. I just imagine this guy pulling in 60K a year and dropping 180 grand on a ring, and it makes me laugh. You got to think she's going to like that ring. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is three I, months. I do, so three months is but what y'all that, heard. Even that's too high. I, um, I agree with you on that. Uh, is that what you've heard as well, Dave? Three months? Yeah. Three months. Um I kind of feel like that what's coming more into favor last couple of years is like you get like a, a base level. Like say you spend like not a thousand dollars on a ring and then you like every year as you can, you like add to it. Right. I don't know what there's probably a name for that. I think but. that the a very common thing, which was common with our parents, was getting like kind of something basic and then upgrading as like yeah. anniversaries pass. Exactly. One of the big things right now is getting something pretty simple like a solitaire on a regular band and then giving like bands to stack with. So it's like, Oh, uh, our first anniversary, like, yeah, like I like that little pave band, our first kid, blah, blah, blah. People do that. The thing about engagement rings is you want to, it's a, obviously a significant moment in your life and her life and a significant piece of jewelry that she'll have for forever. So go with what is in your budget. So obviously not everyone pays outright for the ring. And I think that that's completely normal. A lot of people finance them, but don't do something that you're going to like be basically paying a car payment for or something crazy. That's just going to like totally, because you have to remember you're getting engaged. And one of the things that comes with that, the most important thing is marriage. And with that is like the combining of your finances. And she might not be in the party. Like maybe she wants a bling and ring, but if she finds out that you owe like $20,000 still on this ring, she's going to be like, are you serious? Make sure you get that zero percent financing. Ten to twelve percent <laughs> of your annual salary. Is that did you look that up or you're just no, saying No, that's it? just that's just my brain. I think that's a good I mean if you make sixty K, yeah. Six to you know, sixty five hundred bucks on a right. ring. That's a good that's a good starting point, I think. Right. And you probably this guy probably knows what his fiance wants, and there's a lot of ways to stretch your money and a good jeweler will work with you on that so like the fork c's cut clarity i can remember the other two what are they cut clarity something and something carrot carrot there are four right yeah there's cut, another clarity one. carrot and cuticles color 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 so a lot of times if you you know say you want big carrots you can kind of compromise on like the color the clarity if it's in a setting that's not like my Diamond is set in yellow gold, or my engagement ring that I'm currently not wearing um, because I was cleaning it before I left the house and forgot to put it on. Uh-oh, but in paradise. when it's set in um, yellow gold, usually needs to be the color needs to be a lot better because it, if it's more yellowy, that'll be a lot more apparent in yellow gold. So you all, you usually have to go a like way more pure color like an F versus like an M or whatever. But finding a good jeweler and not going to like, I find a lot of the times, Will went to a guy actually in, in Westlake down the street. 
named Abercrombie, like the store. His buddy and, Fitch. And <laughs> his buddy Fitch. But finding a jeweler, usually kind of a boutique jeweler, it's not too boutique but not like um, Tiffany's, will usually work with you because, one, they want the business, but, two, they have a lot more personal touch. So I used a diamond broker. Mm-hmm. A lot I, of people do that. Like, that's yeah. what a lot of people in my family have Tell them what you want, and they'll go out and find Bought a diamond yeah. and then gone and found a setting instead of, yeah. like, just buying the ring outright, and that can save you money, too. But I don't – I I think people are also starting to accept more tradition, untraditional, like, rings. So a lot of people are doing, like, just a band versus, like, a big giant rock on a on a ring. And so, one, know what your fiancé likes, but two, don't go out of control because you don't want to be paying, like, $1,000 a month for some ring for years. Like, that's so stupid. And yeah, don't do that. I agree. Like, I, I don't know. I told Will that up front. I was like, I'm never going to wear this to work. Yeah, don't pay attention to the, the social norms when it comes right. to your engagement ring. It's supposed to be something special between you two, and it's obviously very symbolic of your relationship. If you're it's, spending 180 thousand dollars on a ring like she's gonna get robbed like she's gonna get mugged yeah it's not a good idea yeah no kidding kim k like you gotta tone it down let's do the next one it is a voicemail what up guys dave dylan sally how you doing sally's from new york um i'm with this girl on tinder and i met her out this weekend we were hanging out and i realized she has braces like i'm 21 i'm a senior in college and i'm just like i don't want to go out with someone with braces. Am I a piece of shit if I just kind of ghost her or what? I don't know. Let me know. I think this guy called into the uh, the pipeline. Really? Yeah, we had a similar call recently. He kind of mumbled, but his Tinder date had braces, and he <laughs> wants to ghost her. <laughs> um, He's terrible. This you got to think of the long term. I, I take, I've taken a, a, a hard uh, no-ghosting stance on this pod. I, I agree. Stand, I stand by Don't that. ghost. You don't Even have to, after one date, you don't ghost. You don't have to tell her, like, hey, like, I, look, we I'm can't do this because you're braces. You don't have to say no, that. No, yeah, you know, you don't, you're no, you don't ghost. You don't be brutally honest with her and be like, yo, your braces are really it's a deal breaker. You just be like, yeah, there's not a connection there, whatever. Um, but don't ghost, man. Come on. Having said that, would uh, braces be a deal breaker for you? Let's say he. Let's say that the person you're going on a date with, like, just got them on, and probably a two year road ahead of braces, is that a deal breaker for you? Ooh, I want to say no, but I'm shallow, <laughs> and I know that I would be like unable to just get over. She that. She would have to be pretty spectacular for me to be like, you know what, I can live with the braces for now. Here's the thing about ABs, adult braces. Uh, sometimes, a lot of times, I feel like. The reason people get them as adults is because of some like jaw issue or something like that. So it's versus like vanity because a lot of you can do like a vis Invisalign and stuff now as adults for the most part, unless your teeth are just absolutely British jacked. You know, like <laughs> I, I feel like having gone through braces twice for two years, so a total of four years in braces, I should be like. No, you should give her a chance. But if if that's like that's like to me the same thing as like maybe meeting someone and they've got just like a massive mole on their forehead that you just can't get over. Like if that's gonna bug you for forever, maybe don't pursue the it. Braces? How long does last? Like a year though? A year at the most, right? I'm just saying if it's gonna bug him the whole time, and, and normally I'm very like, you should see how you feel, blah blah. But like if you if you feel strongly enough to just ghost her, maybe you don't. Keep going. With if you're it. looking for a short-term return, then maybe this isn't for you. But if you're thinking long-term, yeah, yeah, because you, gotta, you know what, you just gotta she, stick with it. Because you know what, you're gonna be. She's gonna get the braces off. You're gonna run into her at a bar. And she's gonna be you're really gonna be hot. Drunk and single, and she's gonna blow you off. You're gonna be kicking yourself right. for it. That's like, that. Rats. That's the other side of the argument. She's the ugly duckling right now because of the braces. I'm not saying that braces make you ugly. Everyone is beautiful, etc. But Everyone Tom Cruise had braces. But when you have when she has braces, she's going to be self conscious, and she's maybe going to be a little bit more insecure and thinking about the braces, and maybe that's taking over her whole life. And once she gets those braces off, she's going to be smoking hot. And she's not going to give you the time of day. So you got if you want the long term investment, you really like her, then you need to just go for Dude, it. Dude, you should just buy her a water pick and just move <laughs> on with your life. You should just see if she'll let you buy her veneers. 
that, those are not cheap. They're well, not cheap. It's just do one a fucking ball good. or what? God, braces. There are some that look that look uh, good. Like there's some that don't look super fake. Right. The people I'm thinking of here are like Hannah Ann from The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, horrible veneers. Caitlin or Caitlin or whatever her face was from Colton season. Also terrible. Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool's coach. Very scary. His teeth look <laughs> terrifying. Even though I've gone no, no, on record no, no. saying that I, uh, yeah, no, I don't get that one. <laughs> only will we'll get that reference because we watch so much English Premier League. But I do have gone on references saying this coach is a dilf, and but his veneers are scary. Like his teeth are just like very big in his mouth. You know, imperfect. Do veneers stain easily? Like, is it easy to keep them white or? I regular I think teeth? the point is that they don't stain very easily. That is tight. Yeah. Drink red wine, beet juice, coffee. God, Hell, all at my once. teeth are just like getting hit from all angles as as an adult right now. It's just like coffee, red wine. Coffee and day. wine are, are tough on the teeth. Wow, you're getting yeah. double bay. I know. Actually, this is a totally unrelated note, but my brother texted me last night, and he was like, Kelsey from The Bachelor gets immediate wine mouth whenever she's at home and not on a date. He was like, her teeth are always purple. Someone else was saying that too. And now I, I can't unsee it. it. You know the people who get immediate wine mouth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, most of them are like 24, 25. I feel like it's right after college. No one really is expecting wine mouth. I have two friends who, like, even upon looking at red wine, get wine mouth. It's just like immediate purple teeth. That's funny. There's just nothing they can do for it besides probably get veneers. Drink out of a straw. Yeah, I guess. So going back to the braces, is it a deal breaker for you? Like I said, if if I was like this – this chick has long-term potential, and she is. She had to be okay, but you met her have on to be Tinder. Spectacular. Okay, I'm saying. Okay, I'll you, give her a shot. Let's meet her in person. Let's see how the conversation goes. We have an awesome connection. I do not and believe she you. is gorgeous, despite having metal braces in her mouth. And be like, you know what? I'll stick it out. I'll give it a shot. You know, maybe a month in, my my tune will change, and I'll be like, I can't do it anymore. Dylan, I so don't believe you. If you went on a Tinder date. With the girl with braces, you would come back and be like, "She had braces. I'm not talking to her anymore." I'm okay, just, but it, that's actually right. Yeah. But there's a chance that like it goes so well that I'm willing to put up with it. You're just Can you make out with someone who has braces, or does it like clank against? How does it, it cut your gums up? Well, are no. you like touching teeth with Lauren whenever y'all make out, or y'all just like no. teeth yeah, to dude. teeth? We don't touch teeth. I guess there's always a chance your touch lip, lips, your lip could brush. We understand it or how something. kissing works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we don't clink teeth together. You all just no. put your teeth up against each other and then just like flick your tongue in and out of each oh. other's mouths. But you know, it's been that a minute since I kissed grade. someone with braces, so I don't really know what it felt like. I, I don't know that I ever kissed anybody braces. while I had braces on. Did your braces ever lock with like the other dude? Oh, I don't. I I never kissed anybody while I was wearing braces. God, braces just destroyed my gums. I had to put the wax in there all like pretty much every day. Oh, like the inside of your yeah. lips. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah, it sucked. My niece actually just got braces, and she's being really funny about it. Braces she like she worst. like brings her little bag with her everywhere, and like brushes her teeth after lunch, and like does all that stuff. Yeah, it's a pain yuck. in the butt. Yuck. Well, speaking of hygiene, let's talk about men's hygiene in particular. Hams, <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> It's a wellness brand for men, and it may not be what your you know your grandma's version of hygiene, but I think hair is hygienic. Sure. Having hair would be hygienic. It's good for you. It's good for the soul. You know, get they, after it. They man. say fix it before it's too late. Like nip it in the bud before it becomes a, a real problem. Here's a stat, Dylan. You may not know: sixty six percent of men start to lose their hair by age thirty five. I believe it too. Once you've noticed the thinning hair, it can be too late. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. Yeah, you got to stop it before it starts. I recommend everybody, uh, every male over the age of 22, maybe 25, take a photo of the crown of your head, see what's going on back there, or ask your barber. Because you don't know. It our could, you our could, buddy Brett, who yeah. is 25, he's been taking uh, hymns for, uh, for a couple years now, I believe. What is hymns? So, forhims.com, it's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men, Dylan. It's time to write a new chapter, one in which... You have hair, and you do have hair. Congratulations to Thanks, you. Man. But you might want to. I mean, I'm not saying. I just you want to be ready. You're not wrong. It's look. It's not as thick as it once was. I know that. Well, you could say that about a lot of things. <laughs> Forhims.com. Here's the deal. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the be the best version of themselves with 
licensed physicians and FDA approved products to help treat hair loss. No snake oil pills, none of that over the counter uh, gas station subs. These are prescription solutions backed by science. It was created by a guy who knows some men's health conversations are easier online than in person. That's the best part, in my opinion. In addition to the products working, you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go have awkward conversations with people in the lobby in the waiting room. Everybody's like awkwardly looking at each other like, oh, yeah, you're balding too. Cool. That's just weird. Go to hymns, 4 Right now, if you go to 4 slash mail in, you can get your first month for free. Dive into 2020 hair first. Remember, though, prescription requires an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Offer valid only if prescribed. Three-month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety info. Forhims.com slash mail in. Thank you, Dave. You crushed that. Voicemail. Hey, guys. This is Jack from New York City. I just have a quick question. I am pretty upset at my girlfriend. Uh, I followed her out here after she got a job from Minneapolis. Moved to New York from Minneapolis. And I went back home for a weekend. And then when I came back, she got a dog. We live in a studio apartment. And we both just make enough to make ends meet. So we really can't afford a dog. And then... On top of all that, two days later, she took a trip to Europe for two weeks. So I'm stuck with a dog that I don't want in a space that's too small. And I'm just wondering what your thoughts on this, because I'm pretty upset, but I can't be upset with the dog. And is it right for me to be upset? Thanks. Hmm. What do we think? Got a dog. A bonus dog. Guy has a valid reason to be upset. I do, too. I do, too. It's quite the expense having a dog and time Correct. consumption. The only, def- the only defense she could make for herself is that she had the place before he moved in, so it's like, oh, you're moving into my place, so it's kind of like if I want to get a dog, then I'm allowed to situation. But even that doesn't really hold up for me. Uh, yeah, he has a right to be upset. He has a right to be upset. Personally. I love dogs. I think that a surprise dog would probably not piss me off. But having said that, if you're not in the space where you're prepared to have a dog, like headspace and actual physical space, it can be really stressful and probably upsetting. And she clearly did not handle it well because she did it without telling him while he was gone and then immediately upon him returning left for Europe. So that was probably not the move. Uh, Lily actually did this to Drew. I think they were already thinking about getting a dog, and then That's she got— That's a little got... different. If conversations have already started— Correct. I mean, still, they should have say in like what kind of dog you get and picking them out and right. all that. But if conversations have at least started, it's not as bad as what we're dealing with here. Yeah, Lily got Tahoe while she was drunk at a South by Southwest party. Oh, I forgot about that. And I think Drew was actually fine with it, but it, it was— they had started talking. He was out of town, and she did it. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong on that. But this is – so he didn't specify. It sounds like this dog is not a puppy because I feel like that would make things worse by, like, tenfold. If it because was a puppy. If it was a puppy. Because the problem with puppies is, like, that's a whole different ball game. You have, a like, a lot more to deal with potty training them, like – training them to not chew all your shit, being up with them hours of the night so that they can go to the bathroom, et cetera. But, I mean, a dog is a big cost. I think you need to have a frank conversation with her that you're upset and even say, like, what's your plan for paying for the dog because you've got to, like, have food for it and people have to come let it out in the middle of the day and things like that. So you need to have that conversation with her and be frank with her, and she's the one who got the dog. God forbid y'all break up or something. The dog is probably going to go with her. So she probably needs to be the one to bear the responsibility of the dog. Yeah. Which she clearly did not when she just peaced out to go to Europe and left you with the dog. Terrible timing. You can't Not do good that. timing. Knowing you have a trip coming up, obviously that's the kind of trip you have planned for a while before you actually go. That's a shit move. Uh, yeah. She, yeah, she messed up big time. Didn't tell him about it. Right. Surprised him with it. 
Left for two weeks. It's and like, hopefully best case dog. scenario, like he falls in love with the dog and the dog becomes part of their family, all that. But th- this is a problem with people getting dogs and not realizing the responsibility of it and then giving them up again. And if she, say she rescued this dog and then having to put it back in the rescue. So like always best to have a conversation beforehand instead of just giving someone a dog. Because it seems like a great idea in theory. Dogs yeah. are the bomb. Yeah, we're we're in, we're all dog. We're people. a pro dog podcast. We're big but dog people. That is putting a lot of responsibility on the person. You know. Absolutely. Did y'all ever see that article about? Um, I think this is why. What's her face? Who plays Sansa in Game of Thrones? Is her name Sophie? Sophie, Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. They like adopted one of those um, huskies. That like looks like a direwolf because people were buying them and then realizing like oh shit I can't take care of this dog and it's not a direwolf and I am a Game of Thrones fan and that's the only reason why I bought this thing, so a lot of them were being put up for adoption and that's why they adopted one of them. Did not know that. It's a cool story. Yeah. Who's she married to? Joe Jonas. Jonas. Yeah, one of the Jonas brothers. But I think I. I'm speaking specifically to my college self here because I got a dog when I was like a sophomore or junior in college and I was not prepared. I went out all the time, slept till very late. I was not like even responsible. Enough. I mean, it was I was barely responsible enough to take care of myself. Definitely not another living being. So my parents ended up with the dog and Charlie has had a great life with my parents at my parents' house, but that's probably something that that. they didn't want. Shout out Charlie. I had him for like six months and then I was like, yeah, Boxer, I right? shouldn't have a dog. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's high energy, I think. And there are people in college who can handle it, but I think a lot of people in college are like, Yeah, I want like companionship, I want a dog, and then they don't realize like, Oh, I go out till two AM every night. Yeah. And look, as someone who's who's had both uh, having a dog is not that different from having a child when it comes to like responsibility and, and caring for the thing. Right. So just imagine like bringing a child home to your significant other, be like, surprise, we have a child now. We have to take care of this thing. Yes, that's an, kind of ex- an extreme example, but right. it's not that different, really, if you think about it. The, you they're gotta, you gotta totally raise dependent the on you. They're like, totally dependent on you. You got to feed it. You got to make take sure. Take it to the bathroom. You got to make sure it's, it, you take it to the. You, you got to go to the vet. Get its shots and it's. It's a it's a big ordeal. There's yeah. a lot that goes into caring for a dog, and that's just way too much to spring on somebody like that. Have to have conversations about yeah. it, and even even then, you guys you pick out the dog together and do all the things together. Go to the vet together. Go out and make sure you share responsibilities and taking it out to use the bathroom and all that stuff. It's a lot. Don't do that. One of the biggest fights Will and I get in is who has to take Rosie out in the morning. She wakes up at like seven a.m. and is just like staring at us. Honestly, that's one of the reasons why, like, I haven't had a dog while being in an apartment. Yeah. Because uh, like the last place I was in, I was on the second floor, and you're you're talking elevator, and I didn't. Yeah. Every time the dog has to go to the bathroom, I don't want to get in an elevator and go downstairs and put on a coat if it's cold outside and all that. It's a lot. We're just, I mean, even this morning, like Rosie, is pretty chill, and it's not even that big of a fight. It's just always like, no, it's your turn. Yeah. No, it's your turn. And I think it's yeah. just because we have to walk down the stairs to take her out, like come yeah. back upstairs. So lots of conversations need to be had beforehand, but that clearly didn't happen. So this guy needs to talk to his girlfriend. She gets home. For sure. Let's do the next one, Dave. Kings and Queens. Mood Bay Gulfs. Cabo San Lucas, Breckenridge, Paris. Mood have you do you know the game Mood Bay Goals yet, Sal? I mean I know I know what we're referring to, but which one, like what would we rank as like best and worst? It's a game uh, that's subjective. It's yeah. There's, there's no ranking. Okay. Just which which describes each the best? Okay. Uh, I think I can do this. Can I change Breckenridge to Aspen? Oh, we- you're can't, so bougie. You can't you're, you're not, you no. can't. You got to stick to the question. Oh, fine. Okay. Um. See if if Breckenridge was Aspen, then I would have done mood. Paris, Bay, Cabo. I'm going to go. Aspen slash Breck goals. Breck is Bay for me. Okay. Cabo is mood. Paris is goals. Okay. Yeah. The the reason I said, I, I do feel like Cabo is my Bay, and I do feel like Paris is my mood. The thing for me is Breck is not my goals because I don't ski. 
maybe that should be my goals so I can ski. But I goals to me is something like I want to be bougie. And Breck, Breck in a good way does not put off super bougie vibes. It puts off a lot more chill vibes. You know, like when we were there, it's like a chill ski mountain town. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus like somewhere a little more bougie, like Aspen or somewhere in the Swiss Alps or something like just Paris wild. is pretty bougie. Paris is bougie for sure. If you if that's like what you want. I wasn't crazy about Paris. I haven't been to Paris. See, it's 2020, probably in 10 years. And I had a great time. Funny story. My friend uh, got food poisoning while we were there. And we were traveling back. We were living in Spain at the time. And we were traveling back to Spain. And she got food poisoning really bad on our last day there. And was very, very sick. And that was when there was like an E. coli outbreak in Europe. So I, first of all, was like panicking that she had E. coli. And I was freaking out. But then also they were being really weird about, like, traveling if you had E. coli. So I was like, well, we can't tell anybody that she's sick because they're going to freak out and not let us on the plane. And when we got to the airport in Paris to fly home, um, she was very ill, and there was, like, a 200-person line to get. We couldn't print our boarding passes at home or anything. or like That was before, like, doing it on your phone existed. So we had to get in and get a boarding pass. There was, like, a 200-person line, but there was no one in the VIP line. So I just walked straight up to the VIP line and I was like, um, sir, do you see my friend over there? And I pointed at my friend. She was like keeled over on her suitcase. And I was like, she's uh, 12 weeks pregnant and having horrible morning sickness. And we need to get our, our boarding passes so we can get her to a bathroom right now. It and worked, they it? escorted us through security and put her in a wheelchair. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And it worked very well. But like she was so ill. I didn't know what else to do. I was like, we can't be sitting out here with like. 200 people, like, this is really bad. So it worked out well. But that was the last time I've been to Paris. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, so. Yeah, Paris, every meal, you, you mentioned getting food poisoning. Every meal in Paris comes with fries. That's why they're called French fries. Still. I know, but every Freaks. meal, I'm not kidding. Every time I order food, it came with fries. The bummer is I think she got food poisoning because we went to... Uh, the farmer's market that was right next to the Eiffel Tower one day with our friend Nick. And we just bought like fruit and like cheese and bread and then just had a little picnic outside the Eiffel Tower. And I'm pretty sure that something that in the picnic gave her food poisoning. Not hate great. Hate to see it. Damn. Hate to see it. What's yours? Mine's. Okay. So I'm going to go Cabo is Bay. <laughs> Breck is Mood. I'll pray. Paris is goals. Never been to Paris. I don't know that don't I really can care make, if I go, but it is kind of goals. I yeah. don't think I can make Breck my mood because my mood in Breck was pretty low the day that I got a corneal abrasion. So I was That's true. I don't want to be that mood all the mood. time. Because like that was not very fun vacation, Sally. That was like, I hate this. You have to get me out of here. Damn. It was a whole ass mood for me. So it was a whole ass mood for you. You're really doing it at the blue stag. Oh, I love the stag. Catch Dave at the stag. Dude, catch me at the stag uh, very soon. You going back? You're probably going next, back to probably, probably, next probably year. not that soon. Probably like a year from now. Okay. We'll see. Good question, though. People yep. were wondering. Let's do the next one. Hey, kings and queens. I wanted to reach out and say thanks for being a for being so nice at the Denver meetup. Speaking of Breck, as somebody with an anxiety disorder, it can be tough to go to social events like that, but you guys were all awesome. Wanted to see if you all have had experience with anxiety and if you had any coping mechanisms that work for you. Cheers. Love you guys. Love to hear from someone who we actually met at one of our meetups. That's cool. <clears throat> um, I don't have an anxiety disorder, but I do like I don't do well in environments like that. And only because of like practice that I like I'm now extremely comfortable in a, one of our meetup settings. But, you know, I'm introverted. I don't. I don't like to just, I can't just go up to people and strike up a conversation that's not who I am. But like a bunch of practice and and, and certainly being a part of a, a podcast makes you become more extroverted just by nature. But um, yeah, practice, just practice talking to people and going out of your way to do, to uh, be more social, no, more social. I will say this. 
I am so impressed with our listeners who go out of their way to say hi to us, even not at meetups. Because at meetups, it's like specifically like for that. And people, I feel like a lot of that pressure is kind of decreased in a meetup because you know that people are there to see you. Versus like people who see us out in the wild and come and say hi, I always am so impressed with because I think about myself and I feel the same way. I'm, I'm not an introverted person, but I am a very like anxious person. I don't know that I could just approach somebody. So I always am really appreciative because I think that that takes balls. Even if you're like, I feel like approaching, I mean, to be fair, no one really ever approaches me. Most people approach Will. <laughs> but to approach somebody of a podcast that you listen to and like, it's not like y'all are Beyonce, okay, or Rihanna. But like even going up to somebody that you admire and telling them that I think takes a lot of courage. So I always right. really, really appreciate that. And I always think it's really special even if, like, the look on my face is usually bewilderment. I always, like, love it. Uh, at the meetup, I I was having a really hard time talking to people because I felt like no one was really there to see me. And Lily and I were like, should we just go up to people and start talking to them? But, like, we don't want to go up to these people and be like, hey, guys, and then they'd be like, we're not even here for you or even for this meetup. So I get awkward, and I – Definitely have struggled with anxiety. I don't know that I've talked about it on this podcast before. Will has talked about it at length for his own self. Um, but I was diagnosed with anxiety disorder during school. And um, a lot of it had to do with school and work-related pressure versus social anxiety. But there are definitely times where I'm like, I can't be in a crowd right now. Uh-huh. Um one of the best things, and I am a very big believer in this, is that if you think you have anxiety, if you've ever had a panic panic attack, if you don't like going out in public because you're worried something will happen or you're worried about talking to people, my best advice is to seek help. And I think that that can come in a lot of ways. For me, it was seeing a doctor and also seeing a therapist. But I'm a huge believer in therapy, and I – I wasn't until I went myself, but I think that somebody like that who's impartial, who can kind of make you see, you know, what triggers you and how to handle it. And the biggest thing for me, what I learned was like how to deep breathe and things like that, meditate and things like that to like calm myself down. Yeah. Um, so I used, um, what's that meditation app? There's calm, there's headspace. Headspace is what I used. I've for used headspace part. as well. And I think for like some more mild, Right. Uh, anxiety conditions. Meditating is awesome. Right. And I would do the short ones and just learn how to breathe. And yeah, that, some are like three to ten minutes. Yeah. That, for me, was really important during school. And it, there's times where you can learn how to do, like, deep breathing, even for ten seconds to just, like, kind of bring you back and not be – because, obviously, if you're in a social situation, you're not going to go, like, do a ten-minute meditation and then come back. But just taking ten seconds to deep breathe and come back to yourself – but also, it's hard to just tell someone, like, have confidence. But just know that everyone around you is feeling that way. Like, even if they aren't diagnosed with anxiety or social anxiety, very, very few people do not get apprehensive walking up to a total stranger and just introducing themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I think very few people like that exist in this world. So know that everyone else is going through it, too, including the people that you're there to see. Like, yeah. at the different meetup, I mean... Y'all are probably a lot more comfortable with it now, but the first few times that you were, were ever approached or at a meetup, I'm sure you were nervous. And yeah, like, for sure. To talk to people. Props to this person for uh, stepping outside his or her comfort area and attend- right. attending the meetup. I'm sure. It, and that's another it like tough to do. thing that creates a positive feedback loop is that you went and had a good time, and now the next social situation that this person goes to, they're gonna be like, okay, well, I went to that meetup and it was was great so now i'm going to go out in public again and it should go well versus like if you go out and have a bad time that starts a negative feedback loop where you're like well i went out and this was awful and so now i'm worried that if i go out again it's going to happen again yeah so taking a step out of your comfort zone is one of the other props big time important parts we have one more s and d <laughs> sally and dylan i assume yeah th- what I if think it was that's just sally that... and david yeah sorry dylan sorry you or just something completely different. Uh, I ended up winning an all-expenses-paid trip to San Juan, Puerto Rico. I don't know why I pronounce it like that. 
for being one of the top 10 sales engineers in my company, DCO. The trip is the last week of February, and I get to take a plus one. Problem is, I'm currently single and don't have a strong candidate to fill the plus one spot. Do I ask one of the gals I've been on a few dates with to join me? Should I take one of my buddies, or do I roll solo? P.S. The Dallas meetup was a blast. Do it again soon. Another meetup attendee writing in. I love that. Um, What do y'all think? I, I think you take a buddy. I agree. I don't. Okay. I think about me if it was uh, me and I was single and I brought one of my buddies around like my co- We would just act like idiots. You don't take a wild ass one though. All my buddies are wild ass though. That's true. You got a group of savages. Yeah, you, you can't be with. taking flounder to like your. <laughs> Dude, oh no, no, you do take flounder. Flounder would take my job. <laughs> you <laughs> take everybody's job. Everybody's um, girl, he'd be like too. this. He'd become my boss. Yeah, he's just like they're like, oh, we hired Flounder to be our CEO. You're like, what the hell? Like, um, I do think the move is taking a buddy. I don't. I mean, you can go alone, but it might be more fun if someone else is there with you and you already got a plus one. So you don't not? want to take a girl you've been on one or two dates with because that's just it's too much too soon. And if thing if things don't go well like day one with you two, maybe you don't you don't like good travel companions or something. You're stuck with her for the next, what, like three or four days, and it's going to be weird as shit. Here's an argument for that. Um, I feel like some couples meet in crazy ways or, like, you just immediately know that you've got a spark with somebody. And if you feel that way, like, somewhat about any girl and you're like, I'm down if she's down. If she's down, you both go and it's fun or you get to know each other and then you're like, eh, okay. But I, I feel like taking that kind of – spontaneous crazy step with somebody is always beneficial in a way because you kind of have to progress your relationship pretty quickly and you can know right away like this is going to work with somebody or it's not you know but it can also i mean here's the deal it's a high risk high reward exact high risk high reward i basically did that with will and we'd been dating like a month and i went to a wedding with all of his friends granted he went to a wedding two weeks before with me which all of my family was at and all of us were in the wedding, except right. for my brother and parents. So we kind of had a relationship like that. You definitely have to read the situation. Like if you've gone on a date with two, like two dates with a girl, and then you're like, hey, you want to like come to Sam Wall with me? You need the type of girl who's going to be like, yeah, I absolutely will. Because some people will be completely creeped out by that, by a lot. Like, Yeah, you have to explain like, look, I won this trip, and I have a plus one. It's going to go unused if you don't fill it. Right. The safer option is... For sure, take a buddy. Take a buddy. But if you have someone in mind that, like, when it happened, you were like, oh, I should take What her. about a platonic friend of the opposite sex? You know I don't believe in platonic friends of the opposite sex. <laughs> <laughs> not not one that you would take on a trip. I just yeah. feel like... Oh, that Shit could get a, weird. Well, you're going to be... weird. A, you're yeah, drunk. Just, like, you're asking and for you, people to ask you questions. Right. Like, oh, yeah, true, dude. True. Yeah, yeah you if you take that. a guy, most people are going to assume he's your buddy if they know you and know that... You're not gay, but if you're, you know, if you were gay and you took your partner or whatever, then, like, they might not, they would probably ask you questions. But if they know, like, this is your friend, they're not going to ask you. Ooh. Whereas if you take a girl, a lot more assumptions are going to be made, probably. You're right. You're right. Like, you talk me out of it. Yeah, if I'm, like, your coworker and you bring, like, a dude, like, you're a dude and you bring another dude, I'm just going to, like, assume that you and your homeboy are tucking each other in at night and stuff. And, like, getting <laughs> bruised, crushing beers. Dude, these. homies are tucking each other in in 2020. Yeah. So, so I mean, th- it's chill. I, I like that this guy is able to take a plus one. So, Lily works for a company that get, they give they get a reward trip every year. I think hers must have just happened a couple, like, a month ago. And she's made the reward trip every single year. You're allowed a plus one, but it cannot be a friend or a family member. It has to be yeah. a significant other. And I'm like, that's kind of shitty because this person is basically like being penalized for being single. Yeah. Whereas like, uh, yeah, if this guy has like a brother or sister that wants to go. Like, Take a buddy type. who A, is really fun and B, doesn't like turn into a monster when they drink. Right. Because it's probably like an all-inclusive situation. Right. And, and you, you don't, don't want to embarrass yourself. Yeah, you don't want to get, you don't want anyone embarrassing you. But it tends, I feel like these trips like tend to be wild. Wild. Never yeah. Been Going solo. I mean, what if y'all you like did a fun. trip for Wash and then like only three out of the four of you got to go? <laughs> you just like met goals that year and like 
Dave didn't meet his goals. We're so, so like, small, that would be a weird like, move. That would be so like, weird. three of us are going on a trip. And then we're like, oh. <laughs> Will's got to stay back. Can't, <laughs> can't do that. Sorry, man. Just got to work harder next year. Yeah. Uh, We're finished, guys. I have a bonus question. Right, Whoa. Okay. So Valentine's Day is coming up, as is St. Patrick's Day. Got me thinking. What is your favorite non-major holiday? And major holidays, I'm talking New Year's, Memorial Day, July 4th, Labor Day, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, because those are like nationally recognized holidays. Ooh, okay. So, what's your favorite small-time holiday, and why? Um, I'm on record saying I hate Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I think it's a trash holiday. Okay. So definitely not Valentine's Day. Um, maybe St. Patrick's Day. Uh huh. I guess because it's it's like a it's just fun and it's not, not it's not it's not tied to religion, which I not to have a problem with those kind of holidays, but they're just they tend to be uh, more I think fun. St. And Patrick's Day is tied to religion, isn't St. Patrick like yeah, a saint? Yeah. yeah, but it's like it's it's a drinking holiday is what I mean. It's right. not it's not like Easter obviously is a direct tie to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, okay, it is a religious holiday, but it's like it's all about drinking and fun and. Right. No one's going to church, you know. Right. Um, it's just it's just about fun. Okay, Dave. Ooh, uh, mine's probably what went down uh, Sunday, International Pizza Day, because pizza is bay. Okay, David. Dave, it's true. It was International like- <laughs> Pizza Day. I don't know. I need some like. I need you to like Halloween, Halloween. Valentine's Day, Saint Patrick's Day, it's Halloween, Thank MLK you. Day, Columbus Day. Okay. Well, now I look like a jerk if I don't. If I say Halloween and I am okay today. I was actually going to, okay, I am noted Halloween hater. And I feel the same way. I, I feel like the smaller holidays that are not like nationally, because I, everyone knows I'm a big Thanksgiving girl. Like that's my favorite, but it's a national holiday and it's a major holiday. The thing about like uh, St. Patrick's, Valentine's, uh, Halloween are all like have turned into these like, especially St. Patrick's Day and Halloween, like drinking holidays kind of gives me like a little bit of anxiety. Like I don't want to have to be like forced to go drink beer all day just because it's St. Patrick's Day. I know that. Or go meet us at a bar on Rainy Street. Correct. The Creativity Center, courtesy of Patreon. Yeah. Correct. But I'll be there anyway. You're going to be there? I will be there. I think it's Alyssa's spring break. She'll be there. Actually, I'll probably be working, but. Well, all right. You know, uh, I don't know. I I've never really been into those holidays just the same way as I like I'm not super into New Year's or anything. So I guess if I had to pick one, it would probably be MLK Day, but I think it's because I'm always doing like a fun thing on MLK weekend in in January for the most part. But I also really love Easter like as a family time. Oh, you know what? I'm going to like do the right thing here. Mine's mother. Okay. Happy Mother's Day, Mom, to all the mommies out there. When is Mother's Day? Uh, Like May something. It's usually the second Sunday in May. You scared me like it was coming up. No, no, no. Okay. I think it's always the second Sunday in May, right? Yeah, that sounds correct. Sure. Yeah. Good bonus question. Thanks. A I'm a Halloween question. guy. Everybody knows that about me. That's a major holiday. No, it's not. I was talking, I said the six, like major, you get time off no matter what holiday people don't give you halloween off i'm sorry halloween to me is a major holiday okay but i that was not the stipulation of my question well i i disagree with your stipulate your stipulation okay well do you get halloween off from school no No. right that's what you should that's what i'm saying i think you should if that's not part of no you shouldn't get halloween off from school that's a major one that's the best time to go and show off your costume as a kid halloween is my second favorite holiday overall by the way behind christmas really i love halloween so you, you picked St. Patrick's Day over Halloween when I said minor it's holiday. It's probably very yeah, for fun sure. having a kid. I like, trick or treat. I like October I leading up to Halloween. October is one of my favorite months. It's the best time of year. Because I love pumpkin spice. People are a little kooky on Halloween. But I do not like Halloween itself. I love it so much. I think that I would be way more into Halloween if I like lived somewhere that got a little chilly on Halloween. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like okay. leaves are changing and stuff. Hi right, guys, we're finished. You have fun. I had fun. I had fun. I had fun too. 
Uh, the hotline number, 888-362-6245. You can write in at the link in the Twitter bio, bio if you would prefer, at Mail and Podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.